0: Welcome to the Mental Models Podcast. I'm George Baxter, and I'm a hedge fund manager for SaberPoint Capital Management.
1: I'm Dan Krawczyk. I'm a neuroscientist and professor at the University of Texas at Dallas. And together we explore mental models. That is how we view the world and what the world gives us for feedback. It's not a brain in a jar. That's the gist. Welcome back to the Mental Models Podcast. Uh, today we're gonna to talk about analogies and their role in, the, in thinking. Uh, we're hearing a lot of analogies uh, in the news daily. Um, this is being recorded at the time of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And there are comparisons of COVID-19 with the flu, H1N1, uh, SARS. It's been compared to other viruses as well. Comparisons to uh, the Ebola crisis from several years ago to um to the uh, COVID-19. And uh, those analogies are, in some ways, guiding behavior on in mass level. So a very early analogy was that this is like the flu. And um, people were pretty quick to point out that there were some key differences from flu strains. Um, But a lot of uh, everyday behavior seems to still be guided by that. And then economically, uh, there are analogies uh, going um, day by day. Comparisons to the Great Recession are common um, at this point. Um, Stimulus packages are being launched, and you can make comparisons there as well. So today we thought we'd take on the subject of analogy, reasoning by analogies, how we use analogies, uh, where they can steer us uh, in a fruitful direction, and where they can go wrong.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. This particular circumstance is really somewhat unprecedented uh, with respect to the speed and the power of the uh, COVID-19 effect on the economy. Uh, some, and we do often use analogies when we think about it. I actually saw an analogy that was made by one commentator uh, this morning, who was suggesting that uh, the 9/11 attacks given the suddenness and uh, the abrupt change that occurred uh, in the wake of those attacks was a more appropriate uh, analogy for what we're seeing with COVID-19. So it is definitely the case that we do look back to the past uh, and we look to other similar circumstances or even circumstances that have occurred in other realms of thought to try to conceptualize uh, and and compartmentalize uh, the current experience that we're going.
1: I've had an academic interest in reasoning by analogy for uh, over 20 years. I started my uh, graduate school work in a lab where analogical reasoning was one of the major things we talked about. I worked with John Hummel and Keith Holyoke at UCLA, and they were doing things like modeling how we make comparisons uh, systematically, and uh, in doing so, learning about the tendencies, what we end up uh, grabbing onto as a comparison, what makes a good analogy, and what makes a bad analogy. So um, I'll kick this one off by describing a variety of terms that we can think about when we reason by analogy. Now, this is a very uh, deeply human form of thinking, and it derives from the fact that we have such a strong semantic memory. So we lay down narratives uh, as as memory traces uh, throughout our lives. And that very enriched uh, sense of how a situation occurred lends itself to this sort of thinking. And when we're in um, unusual times uh, facing new challenges, uh, it's natural for us to try to anchor ourselves and gravitate back to situations that seem similar. And um, there's... Really, a variety. It's a very deep topic in terms of memory. Uh, We set this all up uh, in working memory, which is the term we use for uh, maintaining information that we're actively thinking about. Uh, For example, a phone number or mental arithmetic. That's in working memory. To form an analogy, you've got to pull in uh, information into working memory and then align it with something you've experienced in the past, usually, some similar episode from semantic memory. So it's very much guided by uh, our memories and how we happened to see a situation in the past. And uh, in the the academic terms, you've got a, a target analog. So an analog is just a particular situation, a mental representation. Um, so in the case of COVID-19, it's a target. We're forming a target analog. We have a variety of facts about it, uh, how it seems to transmit what the uh, effects were in China early on, the speed at which it's going. Those facts will then lead us to grab what we know as a source analog. A source analog is some prior situation that we understand pretty well, and then we try to map the situation. So let's imagine we uh, compare uh, COVID-19 to the H1N1 flu, uh, which, which we've just Emerged of a flu season or are emerging from it, uh, depending on where you are nationally. And, uh, it's compelling because, um, the transmission's similar, the effects can be similar and you can align those. And that's a mapping process. So we align the virus to the virus, the symptoms to the symptoms, and then the mechanisms of transmission. And then we fill in gaps. So this is what, uh, the real use of analogy is filling in those missing pieces about COVID-19 and we often fill them in based on what we've seen in the past with other viruses. And um, ultimately you come out with inferences that are either valid or invalid. um, And it depends on your uh, thought process and how much you are able to draw um, from common mechanisms. So common relational systems uh, make for good analogies.
0: So, in in the case of uh, looking at uh, COVID nineteen and and thinking about it from a financial standpoint uh, as being more relevant to uh, 9-11 versus uh, say the Great Financial Crisis, uh, how, how would you how would you think about in the context of, of, of your work?
1: This is so difficult because those are sort of isolated, separate analogies, and what we have here is a system-wide change in behavior. You know, behavior is affecting uh, the economy; it's affecting our health, and um, the emergency response is going to sort of muddle its way between, uh, you know, a terrorist attack and and response to a disease, and so. I think the appropriate way to consider these things is to try to isolate the causal variables. You know, what are the things that really drive uh, the system forward? Uh, If you're thinking about emergency response, um, how do you uh, deal with people in cities, right? How do you uh, control a population to minimize whatever the causal effect is? Um, In both cases, uh, in post 9-11, a lot of crowds were discouraged um, events were canceled on the basis of concern about some sort of attack to a group. Uh, similarly, you you know, COVID-19 with a completely different mechanism of action affects crowds. And so um, you have to really look at the nuts and bolts of those situations and try to think through what are the most important relationships that you can make that form good comparisons. And, uh, you know, it's a good analogy if, um, you know, kind of the, the dominant way it played out, if you can easily visualize the cause and effect chains for the current situation, see similarities, and then you have that that sort of roadmap that we often talk about that helps you avoid biases. If you can visualize a roadmap of the way it moves forward um, based on an analogy, you can see if it's a false analogy or a true analogy because you have some signposts as to whether things, whether events are playing out in a similar manner. So considering analogies, it's not a momentary thing usually. If you want to base action on an analogy, you kind of have to watch how things unfold and make sure it still aligns. Because if you start to see things diverging, like this situation is very different than what we faced before, Um, You scrap the analogy and try to find a better one or notice those key differences before you take the same actions that are going to prove to be ineffective uh, for the current times.
0: Of course, I guess the pitfalls uh, are largely associated with having an inappropriate analogy or perhaps one where they're similar, but there are some important distinct differences associated with uh, the current circumstance versus something you're trying to relate
1: it to. Well, I think some of the pitfalls are uh, related to the purpose of analogies. So um, I think if you're in a public policy area, if you're in government, if you're if you're trying to advise someone, you're likely to pick an analogy based on um, it providing a road map for you. Um, certainly, with uh, investing, people do this all the time, try to think of some analogy that's going to show them the way. Um, but there are other reasons you you. Uh, form analogies as well. One of them is to evoke emotions. So we see this in the news a great deal that um, you'll have analogies that are specifically designed around kind of moving people to action. They can serve as warnings. And this happens all the time in politics, especially partisan politics, where any idea can get immediately uh, panned as as unwise and you seek sort of uh, emotionally evocative comparisons usually to some sort of crisis from the past. And uh, those are kind of bad analogies most of the time because they're usually just to try to uh, build support for something. Sometimes analogies are just used to make speech more interesting. So um, kind of just uh, almost metaphorical Analogies that aren't really constructive in terms of uh, thinking about the future. So, to get a good analogy going, you probably have to focus on your purpose. Is this really meant to guide action, or are you just saying this to sort of um, impact people in a particular way or another? In the current circumstance, just
0: given the massive, unprecedented nature, is it really is it inappropriate to use an analogy? I just wonder, you know, sometimes we try to uh, look at something and, and make a comparative analysis to it to be able to help us as a guide for making decisions. But maybe in some cases, like the one we have right now, uh, it's just dangerous to go and assume that it's it's the same thing or that it has a similar effect.
1: Yeah, it probably is too early to make the analogy. If there is an analogy to be made, you would probably make it to China or Italy. So it's not a uh, cross-domain, time and place analogy at all. It's like COVID-19 in the United States right now, comparing it to COVID-19 in, you pick your area, Italy, Germany, China. Um, You can form analogies there that are tractable. Those are good analogies in that you're dealing with the same virus. Um, They're gonna have some strong differences though in terms of population density, uh, the politics of the area, uh, the circumstances at the moment. So one challenge we have with any analogy to China is that China was dealing with this um, at its peak back in January when the rest of the world really didn't have any reported cases and um it's quite different now you know just behavior is changing at a at a rapid scale so uh i'd be very careful in selecting a uh, a source analog for um let's say uh coronavirus in the u.s right now um i would want to stick very close in domain to other um situations with COVID 19 uh, now, as things unfold, this is likely to serve as a source analog for years to come uh, for pandemics. You know, we we see we're seeing the birth of probably another one of those landmark moments that's going to serve as an analogy for the future. So this is a huge learning opportunity for society and for governments as to how um, to prepare for a pandemic. And this this has been talked a lot about in the news as well. The fact that um, we haven't really been uh, facing a, a true pandemic. Uh, it's been talked about for years, very hard to visualize in many ways, uh, simply because there wasn't a good analog to find, you know, we, we are in uh, new times because uh, there's no, not been something like this before. And uh, so, yes, it's it's probably unwise to make too many comparisons um, because there can be these these features that were just different. Like, take the 1918 flu. That's been a comparison. You know, you're talking about a hundred years uh, difference in society. It's so many s- structural factors that applied back then that do not apply now. Medicine has come so far in that century that it probably isn't a great analogy. And so uh, when you use analogies, it's, it's important to remember the purpose and really work on that alignment. Try to see what aspects of this situation are truly similar to ones from the past, or else you risk underestimating uh, or overestimating the response uh, in the current moment. I think that's very helpful, Dan. Um, is that about wrap it up for us here? I think it does. So uh, we'll watch the news for more analogies as they unfold. And uh, analogy can be a helpful tool uh, to guide your thinking. Uh, it can even be a good thought exercise just to consider whether this is a valid analogy. Go through the, uh, the process of, of trying to align this situation to a current one and you'll probably learn something in the process. So uh, that about wraps it up for the topic of analogies and uh, we will continue to monitor things as they unfold and we'll try to think about these cause and effect relationships as we build our mental models uh, together on this. Sounds good. We'll be back soon. All right. Talk to you later.
0: Thank you for spending your time listening to the Mental Models Podcast. Content matters because your brain does not exist in a job. Please subscribe and like Mental Models Podcast. The five-star book, Understanding Behavioral Bias, a guide to improving financial decision making, is available through Amazon. This book will help you overcome the biases that are keeping you from investing success. The Mental Models Podcast can be found on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Please subscribe and thank you for listening.